You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. A quick shout out to our sponsor before we get into today's episode. If you want to test a new design or product idea without spending a fortune on inventory, Printful has more than 250 high quality products that you can customize and add to your store, even if you have no design skills. So make a lasting impression and build your brand with Printful. No order minimums and an amazing support team to help you get started. We use Printful here at Privy and it seriously couldn't be easier. All right, so welcome to day two of SMS Bootcamp. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of spending time with Brooke Burge, SVP Marketing at Attentive. She helped me kick off the week and today I'm here with Dina K. Phillips, Director of Client Strategy at Attentive. Dina was super early, employee 30, I think you just told me, but super early on the Attentive customer success team. So she's just seen incredible context and an amount of campaigns and just has tremendous experience working with, with brands on the SMS side. So I think there's few better than Dina when it comes to the depth of experience across brands using SMS. Dina, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So today I really want to just look at examples of text that brands are sending that you like you actually love, right? I want to hear why you like them. Yeah. Uh, and maybe even some stuff that that brands who are thinking about getting into SMS uh, should should avoid. So maybe we start with just tell us a little bit about text we love, which by the way, we're gonna link in the show notes. So check it out. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been getting the same question over and over again at Attentive for the past several years, which is what text should we be sending? What are the best texts? Or what, what do we need to be doing? And so we created this text we love microsite, which is essentially just a showcase gallery that features some of the best text message marketing campaigns that we've seen across thousands of clients. So you can sort by vertical, messaging type, category, and much more, and really just filter down easily to find exactly what you're looking for for your brand and, and really get inspiration from what is working well for other customers. Uh, we also show it to prospective clients to, to really show them how impactful the channel can be and give them a little bit of a sneak peek into how other brands are utilizing the channel. That's awesome. So it's like a swipe file if you're a marketer out there for, for text marketing. So is it just textwelove.com? It is textwelove .attentivemobile.com or attentivemobile.com slash textwelove. We'll make sure to get you the, the full link. You can find it though on our website if you just go to attentivemobile.com. Awesome. Awesome. But let's look at, you know, maybe choose three campaigns that you've seen you know, tell us who's sending it, what the use case was. We'd love to just get your voice over looking at a, a handful of campaigns you love. I can't believe I only get to pick three, but it is okay. There are so many <laughs> good ones. Uh, so I'll, I'll try to pick a, a variety here. So in general, a lot of us as consumers too, we've all seen traditional retail and e-com messages come through. Um, but a vertical that is also really popular for SMS is the food and beverage vertical. And so we've got a, a great example from Utz, the potato chip factory, where they did a blast for National Cheese Lovers Day, which is not something you expect to get a text about. Uh, but in it, they offered a limited time discount and included an expiration date in there. So, you know, expires at 12 p.m. Hurry, that type of wow. really urgent messaging is just so effective over SMS. And particularly when you pair it with something like hunger or food related, uh, that can be really compelling. So that was really cool to see Amazing. and pretty fun for them. 
Um, another example in a, a totally different vein. So one of our brands, Erin Condren, they are really focused right now on back to school, as many of our clients are. And they decided to take advantage of a conversational use case. So that is actually using text messaging as a two-way channel where you can communicate to your subscribers and actually have them communicate back with you for, for more of an exchange. So Erin Condren sent out a text that essentially said, you know, back to schools around the corner, what are you most excited about? And they listed out some of their most popular products. They have planners, notebooks, accessories, things like that. And based on the keyword response that the subscriber replied with, they triggered an automated response that actually directed the consumer toward a product within that category. So that was just a really cool way to encourage consumers to engage back with them as a brand and makes SMS a little bit more intimate and, and feel a little bit more personalized than an email that you know went to a million other people. Yeah. A really cool way to, to engage the audience. And just since I, I think this concept is probably new for our audience here, like yeah. keyword response is this idea of like, okay, it looks like I'm looking at the text that Aaron Condren sent and you know, there's basically four options yep. of words. Um, and they said, you know, what are you most excited to get? And you could choose the planner, the notebook, accessories or other. And, you know, if someone sends a notebook back, then Condren is sending a, a response that's based off of the response, so to speak, right? Exactly. Got exactly. It. And Got through it. the attentive platform, you can choose to use keywords like this, or you can also use numbers if that's easier. So, you know, one for planner, two for notebook particularly useful if your responses are longer than one word, yeah. you know, if you're trying to learn a little bit more about your consumer. And we actually save that data as well for future campaigns. So you can target based on those selections in the future. Yeah. Just from your experience, like we don't need an exact percentage, but when a brand sends in a, a message, are people responding even if they're not prompted to respond? Much more so than you'd expect. Yeah. The vast majority of responses are things like, thank you, this is great. Or, you know, of course, it's not always as positive, but we, we prefer to see that. We also get a lot of responses that are like emoji, you know, reaction, things like that. But encouraging your subscribers to respond and actually replying back to them. We've done some studies that shows that subscribers who get a response back from the brand with that type of engagement will spend 30% more or three times more, I believe, actually. So whether that's like helping them with a customer support issue or doing some type of interactive engagement like this, that there is real upside for the brands. That's amazing. And and do some of the brands you work with, like do they just have the marketing team look at those responses or are they staffing someone? Depends a little bit on the volume. Many of our partners are using Zendesk or Customer or Gorgeous, a platform like that. And we do integrate directly with those platforms. So definitely recommend that if it's yeah. within budget. <laughs> but um, you can, of course, just log into the platform and have agents responding directly. Nice. Cool. All right. Sorry to interrupt. So, yeah. So what's the what's the third? A good one. And if I had to pick one more in more of kind of a traditional space. So we have a, a nail retailer, Revel Nail. They do kind of at-home dip powder, which was particularly popular during quarantine. I don't know if you know, Ben, but you can go to the, the salon and get, you know, dip powder, which is very expensive and takes a long time. So people were doing it at home. Uh, they used SMS as an early access channel for their Galentine's Day sale. And this is something that we see does really, really well across the board, no matter the vertical, no matter the specific content. Giving your subscribers the feeling like they are VIPs, giving them early access to something, taking that really small step, even if it's just an hour before the night before the sale goes out via email or something like that. It's just another way to make this channel feel really intimate 
and really, really personal. And in a lot of cases, these subscribers are active on email, they might be active on push. And so they're engaging with the brand in all of these other ways and keeping SMS as this really exclusive kind of note, see it here first channel just makes them that much more excited about all of the messaging that's coming to you. I like that. Via SMS. So they essentially sent out a text that was like, early access to our sale starts now, you know, use this code. And this was sent out before the actual promo was blasted out on all of their other channels and before the the page was live for everybody else. See, that's cool. You know, like I, I really do think if a brand is using this as like a real VIP audience and, and giving that early access, like I think that does make it really unique. I have seen some examples of brands that you know, are basically sending the same thing on email and text, which I get, you know, you can't like crack someone for that content, different audience, maybe there's some overlap, they don't necessarily know that. But I think like this example from Revels, just it's just really slick. Yeah, totally. And I would say it's a good thing to keep in your back pocket too, if you're a brand who doesn't have as much promotion budget, or you feel like you're not as promotional, you don't necessarily have to create new promos for SMS, but you can find ways to give access to this list for your existing promos. And then you're not, you know, breaking the bank or playing too much with your promotional calendar, but you're still adding value. Yeah, for sure. Another, another interesting use case would be around like new product launch. I, exactly. I follow a handful of brands. I get their emails and like every time I go when there's a new product launch, it's like sold out. Yep. Right. So like if they were sending me something the night before through text, I would definitely check that out. We, we actually have one customer who sends every Friday at 12 p.m. They send out a, a new product launch. Their new products sell out within like 15 minutes. And so they do it via text only and not email because by the time most people open emails, yeah, it's already it's gone. <laughs> so wow, that's amazing. That. <laughs> nice. These were really good examples uh, of things that you love. What about the other side of things? Yeah. You know, like you, you've seen a lot go out on SMS. Are there any pointers you have for, for our audience, which is probably new to SMS on like, you know, some things to keep an eye out for or try to avoid? Yeah, for sure. I would say the biggest thing is just know your audience the same way that you do over email, you know, maintain that brand voice and really strive to hit the right subscribers at the right time. And if you're working with a tool like Attentive, definitely take advantage of all of the testing you possibly can. A-B test different content. Don't just assume that what works well over email will also work over text. A-B test send time. So maybe emails perform best at 4 p.m., but maybe the texts perform better in the morning. So really take the time to learn what works for your audience for this channel. I'd say that's kind of the biggest pitfall is people just assume that their text audience is identical to the audiences that they that they already have. Definitely try not to send text too late at night or too early in the morning, particularly if you have subscribers all across the country. Uh, if you work with a, a platform like Attentive and they let you utilize time zone sending, that's the best way to avoid. So, you know, send a message at noon, wherever the subscriber is, instead of noon Eastern time or Pacific time, where you get some of that range. Avoid too much copy, I would say, is another good one to keep an eye out for. Uh, 160 characters or less is kind of a sweet spot for SMS. And make sure that your texts won't be awkwardly broken into multiple messages. We've all seen that on like when we have friends who don't have iPhones or whatever, and it, it gets delivered in multiple pieces. Yeah. And what's the character count for that? So 160 is is recommended. That's actually how uh, the carriers bill. So segments of 160, it doesn't mean that if you go over that, it will be broken into separate messages. Most phones nowadays 
do, I think it's up to 500 in one, but for the most seamless experience, and also just because nobody really wants to read a text that is, you know, multiple paragraphs, we recommend staying in that one to two segments of 160 character range. Um, And then I would say, lastly, you, you mentioned this as well, but it can be really effective to reinforce email content via SMS. And we don't always want to send the same content because there is a lot of overlap in the audience. So looking for opportunities to insert some of either that VIP language or early access or something like that can be really effective. Um, you can certainly use email as a, a starting point and don't need to reinvent the wheel, of course. Our teams put a lot of uh, put a lot of time and effort into email, but use that as a jumping off point and then kind of iterate from there and, and adapt to SMS rather than always just using the same content across both channels. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Wow, good jam-packed episode here. Dina K. Phillips has worked with over 500 brands that, that have been on attentive. So really trust her. She's amazing and has done incredible work. So some good tips in here and come back tomorrow. I'm going to be meeting with Troy Lieberman and we're going to be talking about list growth and how to grow a compliant SMS list. See you then.